Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. We can go to the scriptures to, they teach us about Christ. Daily immersion in the words of God is crucial for our spiritual survival. And if we can attach this spiritual survival so we don't get washed away by the waves of life because we're built upon the sand. And so survival is the... Ah, my voice is already, it's only been a half hour. Leftovers from my COVID. A little struggle on the <clears throat> throat and voice. As we feast upon the words of Christ daily, the words of Christ will tell us how to respond to difficult situations we never thought we would face. All right, so I want to use that as a segue over to the um, Come Follow Me lesson. I don't know why that my brain held this verse in the wrong place for so long, but when I would think about James chapter 1, verse 5, for some reason I thought of that for many years as Joseph Smith's scripture, which meant <clears throat> I'm not allowed to use it. Not quite sure how that got twisted in my head, but... Um, I think I was reading through it again, and I think it was related to when my son was a teenager, and I'm banging my head against the wall trying to figure out what to do, and I read this very simple verse, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, oh, I'm lacking wisdom. I don't know what to do. The problem is in man talk, very rarely do men, while conversing with each other, I don't know if this is true when women are conversing with each other, but men rarely say to each other, I found myself lacking wisdom. Do ladies, when they chat with each other, I was thinking about my child and I found myself lacking wisdom. In man talk, it's, I didn't know what I had to do. I didn't know what was, what, what was going on. I don't know how to handle this situation. My wife is doing this. I don't know how to talk to her. I don't know. I don't know. And so a little vocabulary gap, I don't know, means I lack wisdom. Who knew that those were almost identical phrases? And it's funny to watch client faces. I will actually do a setup. If any of you have ever watched me do a, a work, I regularly do what I call a setup. A setup is when you find uh, an important gap in someone's brain and you walk toward it without mentioning it directly, and you confirm from three different angles that they actually are lacking that piece of information, especially with men, because if you had not established that they don't know something, they'll be reluctant to listen to an idea. You've probably never seen that before, okay? 
So I do a, a triple check to make sure, okay, am I understanding you correctly when you say you're not quite sure what to say to your wife in this situation? Yeah. 10 seconds, 30 seconds later, if I'm understanding you correctly, whatever she's doing in these situations is a mystery to you and you don't know how to respond. Yeah. So any other counseling apprentices, especially in working with men, make sure you establish as many as three times that they know there's a gap in their brain. I don't know how to handle that situation. I don't know what to do. And then I cap it off with, so what I hear you saying is you lack wisdom in that situation. And can I tell you how many LDS people are like, aha moments when you say it that way? They're like, yeah. And I'm also, what you're saying is, you lack wisdom, so let's look at James 1.5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. And I'll, so now then I do a positive assumption, and I say, so let's talk through the conversations you've been having with God on this subject. Now, with women, you might get a 50% of them who go, okay, let me talk you through what I've been talking with God. Most of the men just look at me blank-faced and go, what do you mean how I've been talking to God about this? So you can bypass masculine defensiveness with a positive assumption by saying, I assume you've been discussing this with God. And then they say, no, I haven't. And <clears throat> there's some fascinating gaps in human psychology around I go to church, I say my prayers, I teach my kids to say prayers, but when I lack wisdom, I don't discuss it with God because I didn't know that was a thing. You ask for things like um, a nice turkey dinner for Thanksgiving and nice presents for Christmas and to keep your job and get a paycheck, and you thank God, all the ABCs of saying a prayer, you thank, you ask for things, you say in the name of Jesus Christ, Sometimes we forget to move the prayer concept from basics to the advanced experience of divine consultations. And I remember the first time I really put this to the test was, how do I stay anchored to my desire to teach eternal principles and go into a profession like counseling where it appears the rules are you're not allowed to teach the gospel as a counselor. And it took years before I found a single phrase in an ethics book that said, you are required as a counselor to understand, validate, and include the uh, religious background of your clients in the work you do with them in counseling. So if I was working with Muslims, I would have to understand and use their religion. If I worked with Catholics, I would have to understand and use theirs. And I just happened to find myself in a position of working with LDS people who want LDS doctrine included in their counseling, which makes I'm liberated. I can now do it. Okay? Unless someone comes back and says, I didn't give you permission, and they lie about it, and I forgot to document that they gave me permission, et cetera. Okay, we're not going there right now. I'm interested in your experience with um, using James chapter 1, verse 5. I want to celebrate <clears throat> the 
culture we have in this meeting where people feel comfortable sharing their own testimony and witness on the same topic and that we can harvest the value of those different testimonies. One of my favorite ways to rephrase um, uh, or uh, the question hinted at, it is not uncommon for me to meet people who have aggravation, fear-based, or frustration-based questions. Uh, ones I hear, what is wrong with that woman? Or what is going on here? Or when the woman says, why can't he just stop? Or why can't he just, or the question I end, I, I process, I walk them through. So whenever I hear someone ex say a question in a state of aggravation or negative emotion, usually I'm on my keyboard. So I'll quickly type that in case they need to finish decompressing a few other things before we can come back to it. And I'll come back and I'll say, you asked a question five minutes ago. What is wrong with her? Okay. All right, I invite you, now that we've gotten some of the pressure off your brain, let's ask the very same question in a state of compassionate sincerity. What is wrong with her? What is going on over there? Okay. And when a wife says, why can't he just dot... So, okay, that is a very good question. Now let's ask it as if we're sitting across from God and we're lacking wisdom. So let's change the question, but not the words in the question. Let's change the tone and attitude of the question. Okay, so as you're working with people or as you're working with yourself, I invite you to flag exasperation questions whatever negative emotion you want to attach to it whether it's aggravation exasperation fear-based questions how do i keep <clears throat> uh, my child from going off the deep end hello you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.